0: This Webmaster Radio program is made possible in part by the following.
1: AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver, June 21st through the 23rd. How would you like to come to AFCON 2010 and not pay a single penny? AFCON 2010 presents the AFCON 2010 fully free experience sweepstakes. Go to AFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. You can win round-trip airfare, a three-night stay at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, and VIP access to all sessions, exhibits, and Webmaster radio.fm's affiliate bash. All you have to do is sign up now at affcon2010.com sweepstakes. Be one of the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st to the 23rd in Denver. Register today at
0: affcon2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC rock stars. Here's your host, David Zatella.
2: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of PPC Rockstars, this being the PubCon South version of PPC Rockstars. I'll be speaking at PubCon, uh, I believe it's this Thursday. And I am happy to have with me a repeat visitor, uh, uh, a friend who um, I listen to and respect and admire, uh, Mr. Brad Geddes. Welcome, Brad. Uh, Thank you, David. Um, Brad is uh, best known. Let's see, if you're if you're a real old timer, you might remember his handle, which was eWhisper, and um, then uh, uh, if you followed him to the present day, you know that he's got a great blog called BG Theory, uh, which I highly recommend, and um, that's BGTheory.com. B is in Brad, G is in Gettys. Dot, uh, theory.com. And um, Brad is also doing a lot of training, uh, official Google training, um, on the road a lot. And Brad has a brand new uh, service that you will want to know more about, but I'm going to tease you and, uh, make, uh, and make sure you listen to the whole program by holding off on announcing what, what Brad's doing next uh, until the end of the show. Is that okay with you, Brad?
1: That works fine for me.
2: Okay, so Brad and I agreed that, um, in, in keeping with the theme of the unannounced uh, product at the end of the show, we're going to talk about advice for uh, small PPC advertisers. And and Brad, why don't you um, describe what we mean by small PPC advertisers?
1: Well, generally, small PPC advertisers could be anywhere from you know five hundred dollars a month in spend to say fifty thousand generally these are advertisers who can't afford the really big, bid management tools and often don't even have a rep at AdWords. So they're, they're pretty much on their own for making your account work.
2: So that, that can, that can be, uh, that can match businesses of a small size. It could match, uh, uh, an understaffed marketing department or, or an overworked, uh, kind of online marketing guy. And, um, Uh, Before we get into some specific advice, I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to the uh, episode that I did with Brad of PPC Rockstars uh, a couple of months ago. I've got a link to that on the PPC Rockstars page on the Clix Marketing blog. That's C-L-I-X-marketing.com slash blog. Look for the PPC Rockstars page link on the right-hand side and you'll see an entry of links from this program and uh, that's one of them. And The reason I bring it up is that Um, I think uh, small advertisers should be especially aware that there are a range of tactics that a typical PPC manager uses, and uh, it's not intuitively obvious that the value of each one of those tactics uh, as as determined by or as defined by their contribution to the success of the campaign uh, can vary in, in, in a wild way. So, uh, Brad, I've got a couple notes here. Why don't you start off? Though, what's what's a good uh, piece of advice for small advertisers?
1: I think the first thing when talking to small advertisers is to make note that it doesn't mean non-sophisticated. Often, you know, there's a there's a correlation sometimes that's improperly given between sophistication levels and spend. And you can be a small advertiser and still do sophisticated things like. Testing uh, split test multivariate testing is not difficult. You're measuring conversion, so I think it's important just to put that out there
2: first. Yeah, I agree with that. You agree, yeah, sure. You know, and another way to say that is um, uh, it doesn't. If it's if it seems complicated to you, then back away from it. In other words, uh, if it seems too complicated to spend the time to learn it, then back away from it for for now. Um, and uh, I, I, I want to refer to. Um, uh, another piece of advice that I commonly give, which is read at least two books on PPC. And the reason I say two is not just because I'm writing one that's going to come out in a, a month and a half or so, but uh, because of the fact that um, uh, I've never seen one book that in ca- that captures all of the best practices and best advice that can possibly be given on PPC. So I would recommend buying uh, uh, Howie Jacobson's AdWords for Dummies, um, Andrew Goodman's um, AdWords for Success. I I can't remember the exact title, but I'm linking to it on my page. And, Brad, you just released a book uh, by our common publisher, Wiley Cybex, whose title is? Advanced Google AdWords. Advanced Google AdWords. And then there's my book that's coming out called PPC in One Hour a Day. And I would really suggest that uh, for for small advertisers, uh, especially beginners, uh, read a couple of these books and practice on a small scale um, before trying to get into anything um, uh, sophisticated or complicated. Brad, do you want to talk about uh, the, the the special uh, danger-slash-opportunity of broad match? Sure. So
1: broad match is essentially uh, one of Google's three match types. And if you're a new advertiser, one of the first things you should learn is match types, where you can put in a word and Google will match to similar words. And the problem with this is there are similar matching can be a completely different product. Let's say you have the word um, coffee cups. Well, coffee is similar to tea, cups are similar to mugs. You could match for like tea mugs, which doesn't even exist as a product. But that's where it's a different product all of a sudden. And broad match is is something really be careful with, especially on one word words, it's useless. You shouldn't even try it on one word keywords until you're, you've done some serious uh, measurements. But even the two-word keywords can be pretty dangerous with broad match. So what broad match is useful is when you can start getting a four, five, six keyword queries, it can be quite useful in that instance. I think my um, one of my favorite stats from Google is something like one in five queries done on Google in a single day. They have not been conducted on Google in the past three months. So you can't have every keyword, not possible. Yep. Um, however, you know, Twenty percent uh, or more queries are five word words, five or more words now. So broad match can be useful, but you have to be really um, controlling of it. And when you first start, I wouldn't even recommend using it. I would yep. say turn off broad match completely. Just use phrase and exact. So you start to understand how your words are behaving.
2: So you know this is one of the most common um, mistakes I see advertisers making of all sizes, and that is uh, using only broad match. Uh, keywords and and uh, that that's a sign that they haven't uh, done a little bit of homework to find out that they should use uh, phrase match and exact match keywords. So I think I would sum it up to say, uh, if you want to be ultra safe, only use phrase and exact match keywords. Um, that's extra prudent, extra conservative. Uh, if you want to take a step um, less prudent, that would be uh, go ahead and include phrase match versions of keywords of. Uh, or key phrases of three words or more, and then one thing I just realized recently, Brad, and that is that um, you know uh, the advice about shying away from one and two word broad match keywords um, is 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 good, but it needn't apply for keywords that don't have synonyms or that don't have common synonyms. So, for example, if the keyword is a unique brand name. Uh, then it is safe to use the broad match keyword. Uh, and if the if it, if if the brand name is two words and both words are unique, then it's safe to use the broad match keyword. Do you see where I'm going with this, Brad? I do. But how do you
1: so how do you determine if it's unique or not?
2: Well, one way you can do it is you can plug it into the keyword research tool. And if Google comes up with uh, with with uh, what it thinks are synonyms, then it's dangerous. Um, so that's one way. Uh, another way is a little riskier, and that's, you know, use your intuition, say, well, this word doesn't have any other uh, synonyms. And I, I discovered this when, when working on a client uh, c- campaign that dealt with specific uh, diseases. So um, another way that's a little riskier than doing, you know, some some hard work and, and research is to just try it for a little while and uh, and then look at the search queries that Google matches to the keyword and uh, verify that there aren't uh, significant synonyms. See what I'm saying?
1: Yep, that's fair. I'll, I'll actually give two more ways of doing it as well. Okay. Um, so if you use a tilde operator on Google, which is you know, a little squiggly line in the very far corner of your, uh, your keyboard you never use, it tells Google that you want a word related to that word. So you can put in a search query that's tilde, your keyword, and then you can also use a minus operator and put minus that same word in there. So, basically, your search query is tilde, your word, minus your word. And since Google bold, anything you search for in the search results, you can look to see if there's any other bolded words. That tells you if it's related or not.
2: Oh, that that is very
1: helpful. that's a good one.
2: So, it's tilde, word, and then minus word?
1: And then minus that same word. And now, Mm -hmm. if you see anything that's bolded on the page... It tells you that Google thinks that's the next relationship of words to what you just searched for.
2: I see what you're saying. Okay, that's great. I just did it on on uh, the medical term that I was describing, and it, I didn't get any matches. So does that confirm? And it's probably words. Okay. Wow, that is excellent. That's worth the price of this phone call for me.
1: <laughs> it's also my favorite tools to use, and this is more for a little more advanced uh, search markers. But when, when your keyword and your ad copy and your landing page all have the exact same keyword in it, but your quality score is still like two or three, and Google says it's not relevant. Because regardless of your small advertiser or a large advertiser, quality score is a number you should understand. Um, outside of your bid, it's probably the second most important number out of Google.
2: Hey, Brad, we've got to break away for some important sponsor announcements. Hang with us, listeners. We'll be right back.
1: PPC
0: Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory. Because now there's lead researcher from eGrabber the one-stop source for finding contact information online. eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address. Just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names, IDs, email addresses, and phone numbers that you need fast. Think of the time that you'll save with Lead Researcher. Learn more about Lead Researcher at www.egrabber.com slash WMR. That's eGrabber.com slash WMR. at BruceClay.com.
1: the wordpress community podcast tuesdays at 5 p.m eastern 2 p.m pacific or on demand anytime inside the
0: internet marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm the pursuit of ppc continues welcome back to ppc Rockstars. here's your host david Satella.
2: and we're back with brad getty's brad You just hit on something very, very important that uh, even small advertisers should understand. uh, And 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 the good news is it is not as complicated as many people make it out to be. And that is quality score. So what what's important for small advertisers to know about quality score?
1: Well, first the first thing to know about quality score is how much it affects your account's visibility. You know, quality score determines things like will your ad show, will dynamic keyword insertion work, um, the position of your ad. There's a lot of things about your visibility it controls. But the most important thing to note is when Google ranks ads on a search page, they basically use your max bid times your quality score. And then they give you your ad rank number, which is sort of like an ordering list of where your ad appears on a page. So you can end up paying less than someone and appear above them if your quality score is that much better than theirs. So it's a really important number to, to understand.
2: Okay, so um, what are the one or two things that a, a small advertiser can do to make sure that they maximize their quality score?
1: So a really simple exercise to do, and this will help your account organization, this will help your quality score, there's a lot of good things that come from it, is write an ad copy that has like one intent. Someone sees the ad and they assume you do exactly one thing and that's all you could possibly do. Then look at the keywords in that ad group. If the ad copy describes those keywords, they should span that ad group. That will make your keywords more relevant your ad copy. will increase click-through rate, quality score factor, increases conversion rates, and it tells the searchers and what we do, and, and so forth. And so it's an easy exercise to go through on how you want to organize your account. Because one of the, the big things you see with new advertisers is they'll have 50 completely unrelated words in an ad group with a very generic ad copy that lowers quality score, it lowers click-through rate, it lowers conversion rates, and a lot of bad things happen. And so that's a simple exercise which actually has a, a lot of good long-term effects in an account.
2: Well, while we're on the subject, that's good advice, and it reminded me that um, uh, despite all of the great resources out there... About quality score and the realities of quality score, including the BG Theory blog, which I think is the best uh, repository for for credible information about quality score. Um, I'm still seeing article after article with with just outright distortions and misinterpretations of, of of what factors go into quality score. And one of them that bugs me the most is the the role of the landing page in quality score. So what should, the, what should the small advertiser be concerned of vis-a-vis their landing page as it affects quality score?
1: From so a uh, quality score standpoint landing pages, the first thing to note is landing pages are good or bad. They're black and white. There's no degrees of goodness or badness here.
2: In the so eyes of Google. If you
1: go in your account you say?: in the,
2: in the eyes of Google, you mean:
1: You're right in the, uh, eyes of, in the eyes of quality score. Right, right. Like just in the eyes of quality score, it's good or bad. Right. So if you go in your account and you see, and you can hover over the. There's the icons in there. You can see quality score, and it says landing page relevant. There's nothing to do on it from a quality score standpoint to landing pages. Now, I'm still start for conversion rates and so forth. Um, but tweaking your landing pages at that point in time is not going to raise your quality score.
2: So, um, what about uh, one of the one of the things I see most frequently, which I believe is a quality score myth is that um, the Google quality score algorithm looks for the presence of keywords on the page that relate to the keywords and search terms that are used uh, to trigger the ad that gets the visitor to the page. So true or false?
1: You know what? That's one that it would not surprise me if there was some credence to it. Because all Google wants to know is the page related to the query. Right, Not in that query. They're related to your keywords. It's not the search query per se. It's the actual keyword in your account that matters. Gotcha. In a quality score standpoint. So that doesn't surprise me. And this is where you'll see some, some weird things happen, but they probably should happen. So too often you'll see, say, a mortgage company. And you know, mortgage is expensive. They've been on a less uh, expensive term like real estate. And they send them to a mortgage page. Real estate's a location search. Mortgage is a financial search. That should have a low quality score because they, while well, they seem related, they're really not at the end of, end of what a search is trying to find.
2: You know, um, so what you're really saying is, uh, you wouldn't be surprised, but neither of us knows for sure. Would you agree with that?
1: I would agree with that. If you okay. write your landing pages for the consumer, right? You write them for the person coming there, write them from a the conversion standpoint, include some text about the keywords. I think that's fine because if you have a word like. Say the keyword flowers, and again, don't use one-word broad match keywords. For example, purposes, say your word is flowers, and your landing page is about buying rosebuds cakes. Roses are flowers. That's probably going to be just fine on, on a broad the standpoint, even though it's not the actual word.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, we're taping this on uh, Monday morning, of uh, April twelfth, twenty ten, and uh, between now and the time that the show is broadcast, I'm going to try to get in touch with our, our mutual friend Fred Fred Valleys of uh, Google. And, and ask him that question uh, straightforwardly because I, I I think it would really be worthwhile to get an answer. And uh, I'll try to post that in the uh, the same place on the PPC Rockstars page where we talk about this show. Hey, Brad, we've got w- time for one more That's tip, fine. then we're going to take a break and then come back for, um, for uh, your announcement. Um, I think we discussed before the call the fact that many uh, beginner advertisers – Uh, especially small advertisers, uh, jump to the conclusion that they've got to advertise everything in their product line when they have a diverse product line. So what's your advice uh, for for that circumstance?
1: Don't do it. Um, If you're just starting out, don't think you have to market everything you can. Find your best selling products, your top margin products, the products you want to support and build something just around those. I'm trying to be everything to everyone Due to unprofitable failure. You start with a few items that you really want to promote. Make those work because you know they're already selling, and then go ahead and expand your line from there.
2: So you're really saying a couple of things. One is uh, walk before you run, but another is that um, you know if 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 there are products in the product line where the sales price is very low or the margin is very low then uh, for some advertisers, it may make sense to to hold up on advertising them at all forever. Is that right?
1: That, that's fair. Uh, if your margins are really low, you're going to have a hard time making money on PPC. So take yeah. your better, bigger margin products and then try to cross-sell to your smaller margin products. And use that via the website, not necessarily via the, the traffic you're driving.
2: Good advice. Hey, Brad, we're going to break away for one more uh, uh, sponsor message. And then we're going to come back and talk about your cool new thing. Stay with us, people.
0: PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Find out how The Jar Group can work for you at TheJarGroup.com. That's TheJarGroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCredit.com, brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zetella.
2: And we're back with Brad Geddes. And uh, let's see, George, can we cue the coronets and... uh... Uh, tell us about the uh, uh, the cool new thing that you're doing.
1: So we have a new product coming out. It's called Certified Knowledge. It'll be at certifiedknowledge.org, where it is tools, it is training modules, and it's a community aspect. And so with this subscription-based product. Too many advertisers, especially we'll be finding small advertisers at the beginning of the show, those sub fifty thousand dollars spenders, they don't have access to good training. They don't have access to PPC tool sets. So we're launching something online where regardless of your spend, you can have access to this information. Some of the stuff is built around training to initially learn how to use some of the features within Google, some basic stuff to advanced items. And then the tools are really helping you analyze your accounts. Um, we have one of my favorite tools. I have two favorite tools of like the eight I think we're launching with. One's a quality score analyzer. You upload a tier report. And we'll put your ad groups in order of where they need Quality Score help. We'll make any additional locations. Instead of trying to figure out where to start working Quality Score, we'll give you an ordered list of where to go look at. Um, The second one is, that's a really powerful tool, it's Report Analyzer. You can use a key report, ad copy, landing pages, pretty much any report in Google that has some conversion data. Um, You can even overwrite the conversion data, which you can't do in AdWords. And then we'll show you which ad groups or keywords landing pages, whatever. What's making money? What's losing money? And suggested bids on an ROI basis. So there's a lot more tools, but those are two that are really going to help the smaller spends who can't afford the large management pieces.
2: That sounds fantastic. I'm looking at the uh, the homepage right now and uh, uh, tutorials, tools. Uh, interaction with other uh, PPC campaign managers, a fantastic resource, and uh, serving a, an underserved uh, group of advertisers as well. So I, I wish you a lot of luck. I, our, I, go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's our holding our page. We'll launch our actual site within two weeks now, I believe. So by the end of April, the actual site should be up. Um, and we're also taking in uh, people who want to apply for the beta, and we're going to do a special beta pricing. Because so with any beta, you're going to have some errors. You're going to have some something to happen. So we're giving um, a pretty big discount to people who want to sign up during the beta, and then we'll grandfather them to the price forever. So your gotcha. advantages that you're going to have a lower price, disadvantage. There will be some bugs, and, and if you help us with some bugs, you'll be able to take your suggestions for new tools to build as well.
2: Gotcha. So the beta price I'm looking at the uh, pricing sheet is $59.00 and the full launch price is $99, so that's a huge savings. And... Uh, and by I, I, any,
1: you won't see any other tools online.
2: Cool. Well, I've included a, a link to the beta sign-up area on the PPC Rockstars page on the Clicks Marketing blog, and uh, I wish you a lot of success. You certainly deserve it. Uh, thank you, David. So we've got to uh, head to the close here. Brad, when, when can people hear you speak next?
1: Um... I will be at, well, I'm doing the AdWords seminars in Chicago, Denver, and somewhere else within the next, within um, May. And then I will be definitely at SCS San Jose. I'm not sure what other conferences I'll be before that, though. Okay. And so we're finding the product out for everybody. So a little less travel, more on the product side right now.
2: Well, we're looking forward to the fruits of that, and uh, and and by the way, do not go to SES San Jose because you won't find it there. It's moved to San Francisco this time, so that's that's coming up in August, right? Yeah, that's
1: correct. And I'm never okay. going to get that right. You're right. It's now <laughs> I know. San- I know. It,
2: it's really tough. It's like if they move sh- the SES Chicago to, to Cleveland or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Brad. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate your coming on today, and uh, I'm sorry that it's going to be so long before I see you next. But it'll be uh, it'll be upon us immediately, whether we like it or not, and uh, it'll give you a chance to get that uh, beta out the door. So thanks for coming on. Oh,
1: thank you, David. Always fun to be
2: on your show. Truly, and thank you, listeners. Come on back next week for another episode of PPC Rockstars.